The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. say it that way if you want damn good coffee and hot uh good morning folks it is tuesday tuesday feels like a tuesday tuesday august 16th 2022 hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are it certainly is a good day to be alive better than dead i guess still battling me small c uh but dealing with it Anyway, uh, good to have you here. If you're interested, hope you are. Uh, the the uh, mini potathon uh, seems to be progressing um, nicely, getting a lot of people on board. Uh, have not nailed down times for people yet. Uh, reached out to Andy and Brett, and they both have agreed to. Uh, do it, and Andy said, excuse me, COVID got me a little, uh, Andy said he would work on getting uh, the issues with Andy crew together to do a short segment, so that's a good thing. Um, who else do we have uh, on board? People said, said they would do it. John Pavaramo, Tom Bannis, I'm just going to look through some of the people who are, Matt Knudsen, Jeff Dwatskin. Don Schill and John uh, and Joey Cola, Cola have a comedy movie coming out, uh, written and produced by Don Sill. Uh, they will be with us. Uh, Jackie Martling, uh, Tony and Sally from Governor Radio, Gov's Radio will be with us. Um, who else do we have on board? I'm just trying to, because I haven't written all the names in the sheet yet, uh, because we haven't picked time. Henry Phillips. Andy uh, Hackoddy, um, William Conway uh, will be helping out with with a piece. Of, I know I'm forgetting people. Um, Tommy Chong looks like that's going to happen, and uh, with a filmmaker uh, who I had on Mind Dog TV last night, James Balsamo, who has made a film recently that Tommy Chong starred in, uh, looks like we're, we're going to be able to get those two together. Um, there's got to be more that I'm forgetting about. I did say Henry Phillips and, and Hack Oddity, right? Um, I don't know. My mind is shot right now. I'm still uh, in a fog with the COVID stuff. But uh, rest assured, there are lots of um, lots of lines in the water, and we hopefully will be able to nail this stuff down and uh, buy... Wednesday or Thursday have a good schedule uh, in place. I've come up with uh, oh, um, Brett um, Husky Boyo, uh, Brett Brock, 
will not be joining us. He's got some family commitments. Derek Sheen is also committed to doing it. Um, there's more people than that. I can't. But Brett, Brett Brock won't be able to do it, unfortunately. Uh, coming up with some silly ideas. Now, uh, William Conway, uh, going to have him in Albuquerque uh, and a- actually going to have him do some uh, man-on-the-street interviews. Uh, which should be fun because Albuquerque, at lunchtime, Albuquerque, you know, there's a lot of people around there, and there's a, quite a diverse uh, group of people in, in Albuquerque. So um, he, he might be, he will be doing a periodic thing um, on, on the street, uh, coming in in every hour. Now, I'm going to need some really uh I don't know, stupid, (laughs) funny questions for him to ask uh, people on the street. Uh, But that should be an interesting uh, little add-on that we didn't have last time. Um, Henry Phillips and Hack Oddity, I asked them to do a challenge, a simple, you know, chef challenge, uh, unhosted, actually, just letting the two of them go for a short segment to do a simple, uh, maybe perhaps funny, (laughs) <laughs> um, demonstration chef uh, challenge was what, what I'm thinking of calling it. Anyway, uh, that's something new. So w- things are looking like they're going to be a little bit different. Anyway, uh, give me one second here. Dealing with uh, the COVID stuff, man. It's it's not it's not fun. It's not terrible. I'm not complaining. It's just not fun. It's just not fun. I want it to be fun. Can they make COVID fun? Um, Tony Viagra will be with me today. He's my scheduled guest. Uh, He'll be here at 10 a.m. And uh, if you don't know Tony, here's what I know about Tony. He's he's a former lawyer who came into comedy very late in life. I, I know about him partially from his appearance on the Doug Stanhope podcast um, now appears that he had opened up for um, Stanhope in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, right around the time that Shane Gillis was uh, going through his stuff with SNL. Man, COVID got me talking stupid, sounding stupid, all of it. Uh, So, And that turned out to be a very... Uh, packed bill, and I guess he stalked Stanhope for a while, saying, "Please have me on your podcast." And uh, Stanhope gave him an issue, uh, issued a challenge. Man, I'm so fucked up. I'm sorry, folks. Issued a challenge that if he didn't email him for a year, he would have him on the podcast. And uh, apparently, Tony was able to not email him for a year and. Uh, Stan Hope was obligated to have him on at that point. And so that's where I know him from. Interesting guy. Um, not necessarily knocking down the walls of comedy, uh, but should be an interesting conversation. Now, yesterday, Davis Sutton was a no-show. And uh, about an hour and a, uh, after this program ended, he, e- he contacted me through Facebook with a a DM saying uh, he had the date wrong. He put it on his calendar for next Monday. So I did say uh, say to him, uh, Ben, 
he listened to the show later on and that last night he contacted me and said he was really sorry he listened to the show and i guess i was saying some you know taking it out on him and he realized that other people had been no shows recently too and i was pretty frustrated by that so he just wrote to me to apologize so i said to him if you want to give it another shot i'm open to having you on but you're going to take some abuse some good natured ball busting uh and you're going to take some abuse if you're down with that and he said yeah, he was so he'll be back he will be with us monday the date that he thought it was going to be anyway He'll be with us Monday, and I will uh, abuse him just a little bit in in the nature uh, of fun and 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 just kidding. But uh, it's good to see it, like he's going to follow through. He may he passed the first test in my uh, opinion. Just coming back and say, doing the right thing and saying, "Yeah, uh, I fucked up. I'm willing to to face the fire for it." Anyway, that's uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, Looking at uh, the rest of this week, you know, I got lots of shows come uh, tonight. I have Bo Roberts tomorrow, Uncle Walt, uh, Daniel Marilan, uh Matt Balaker will be here Thursday. Now, Matt has written a book about uh, Greg Giraldo. Excuse me, folks. Fucking COVID. It's, now I'm getting pissed. Uh, and then Julie West uh, Thursday night. So I have full uh docket of shows this week and trying to do the administrative work it's a little uh taxing on me personally to try to keep up with all the stuff and put the show together but uh we're gonna see it through and we're gonna have uh gonna make this thing as good as it can possibly be tyrant mike good morning mike good morning dean uh mike if you want to be involved in the um mini potathon on saturday we'd love to have you if you want to be part of it um no pressure <laughs> um you know what i'm gonna take a quick break right now and just try to get myself together with this uh head problem i'm having with the covid stuff so uh give me a moment i'm going to um just play our sponsors piece i will be right back Over 2 million guitar players worldwide learn, practice, and play with TrueFire. Our learning tools and massive library of video lessons will ignite your technical skills, harmonic knowledge, rhythm playing, and soloing chops. TrueFire's educators are the best in the biz, from Grammy Award winners to world-renowned artists. You'll have access to an unparalleled faculty of over 300 top-notch blues, rock, jazz, country, fingerstyle, and acoustic guitar educators. Using our desktop and mobile apps, you'll work with TrueFire's multi-angle video lessons on any device, anytime, anywhere. Integrated learning tools such as video synced tab and notation, slow-mo, looping, practice jam tracks, and many more handy controls accelerate your learning experience. TrueFire style-specific learning paths guide you every step of the way. Use our assessment tools to find your starting point, then follow our lesson recommendations and track your progress as you work through your personalized TrueFire study plan. Progress faster with private one-on-one instruction, group lessons, multi-track video jams, 
live streams, song lessons, student forums, True Fire's Riff magazine, premium jam tracks, and much, much more. With thousands of five-star ratings and reviews from amateur and pro players alike, you'll find yourself in good company with the world's most comprehensive guitar learning platform. Grab your guitar and ignite your musicality. Sign up free for an all-access trial today. Oh, boy, it's no fun, man. I'm telling you, it's no fun. Um, what did I want to tell you about? Oh, Travis Lipsky <laughs> called me a baritone bozo. I think that's funny. I got to give him props for that. That's, that's uh, That made me laugh. Uh, but he said that somebody had emailed him about being on the show. It wasn't me. I think he said, go fund me emailed him about being on the show and it had the date wrong and that email didn't come from me i don't know where it came from uh but he had expressed uh some interest in that he said i want to i don't remember the exact quote but he did say if <clears throat> that baritone bozo me <laughs> wanted him to be on the show i'd have to be nice to him uh, this time indicating he thinks I wasn't nice to him last time. I think it was very nice to him last time, baritone bozo and all. <laughs> um, Kiara wasn't particularly nice to him, uh, but I kind of defended him to her. If you look, you know, it's still up online. Anybody wants to check this out. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was not nice to him, but I thought I was very nice to him. I let him basically uh, give a lecture on filmmaking from his point of view didn't really argue with him at all and there is not, nothing to argue with Kiera um, expressed that she was bored because he was talking a lot and then uh, he heard that and I guess he uh, I know he said called her dumb as dumb as dirt or something dumb as a bag of rocks something like that and that was the end of it. But I wasn't involved in any of that. And I thought I was very respectful and nice to him. Now, uh, again, the episode is up. If people want to listen to it and tell me differently, I'm open to uh, learning from my mistakes on some of these things. But I thought I was very nice to him. But I'll let you decide that. Um, anyway, what I did say was... Um, the thing is for Christine, it's not about me. And if people don't like me, uh, the baritone bozo, how are yeah, that would be good. We should have the baritone bozo. Uh, first of all, I have to get my uh, clown makeup. and That doesn't go well with the, with the COVID stuff. So we'll have to wait. Not necessarily today have the baritone bozo hour, but maybe eventually. Um, where was I? I forgot now. Baritone Bozo got me off track again. Um, oh, so it's not about me. It's about Christine. And if you don't like me for whatever reason, and there are plenty of reasons not to like me, um, but you want to get involved because you want to help Christine, um, that's fine. I don't have to be around. There are two other hosts to help out, or it could be unhosted. A lot of people are going to be doing uh, segments that are unhosted. In other words, there'll be no host on the screen at all. Just let them have the platform for 
their segment. So if you want to do that. Now, somebody reached out to Miska, who I would love to have on the program. I know Christine loves him. He's a great songwriter, in my opinion. Uh, somebody mentioned him, and he liked it, but he didn't. I said, you know, well, we'll see if he responds to this. He, he liked it, but he didn't say he would do it, and there's been no. I don't think he's fond of me, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh but again, he doesn't have to be. If he wants to do it for Christine, I'll be glad to go away for a segment while he does a, a song for Christine or two songs for Christine, whatever. Uh, so I want to put that out there. That, you know, people uh, may, might not like me, might not like the platform, might not like the whole idea of this fucking thing. I didn't think it up, but I'm going to see it through. And, you know, I don't have to be part of it. If you if you want to help out and want to be part of it for Christine, the opportunity is there, whether you hate my fucking guts or not. <laughs> um, so just putting that out there. Um, still, uh, you know, watching the world um, just disintegrate before me. I put out, yes, you know... <clears throat> For uh, a publication like The Onion, how do you even uh, how do you even parody parody the news and society, what's going on in, in society and culture these days? Because nothing you could come up with in in your wildest imagination could be more bizarre, more ridiculous than what the real news is portraying. So, if you're one of these whatever The Onion, there's several uh, you know uh, fake funny news organizations they've been kind of challenged by the clusterfuck of idiocracy uh that the world is uh presenting uh right now because there's nothing nothing you could come up with that would be more ridiculous than the world of reality right now or uh the world of two actual conflicting realities uh, there's one of the people in the cult, and there's one of people who were uh, kind of grounded in uh, realism. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. So um, it is what it is. Uh, I haven't heard from Kat in a couple of weeks. I knew she went on vacation. Um, hoping to get her involved in um, the podcast. I guess I have to reach out to people. It's like, you know, people should know that they're invited at this point without having, without needing a personal invitation. But I guess some people still do need a, uh, <laughs> a uh, personal invitation. So I guess I have a lot more work to do on that. I need help, folks. Um, and I did hold a, a meeting. We got only Kelly. At, well, of course, Carl and Jamie are all the bedrock, and they were there. But uh, uh, Kelly and Dean came to the meeting. But a lot of people who expressed interest and said they wanted to help out did not show up for the meeting and haven't heard back from them. Uh, but we definitely do need some help in tying up the loose ends. I know Billy Wayne Davis has said he was interested. I need that uh, kind of get him i need everybody to kind of really pick a time i kind of put it up to them saying the schedule is wide open 
pick a time that works for you because I don't want to pigeonhole you into things. Now, a lot of people are asking for times after 8 p.m. Eastern. And I'm not opposed to going a little longer if we have, if I have to. Uh, of course, for Jamie and Carl, that creates uh, a challenge because it's already very late for them. So I understand if they kind of have to kind of get at call a hard deadline at whatever time it is for them when it becomes too late over there. Uh, but it, it's getting to be a challenge where if people want a later time than we are scheduled to go. It's hard to please the entire world from Europe to uh, the West Coast and even Hawaii. Uh, it's just a difficult thing. So, uh, uh, but she says people don't show up if not invited. No, that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who should know they are part of the team. I'm not talking about uh, just hoping that people who don't know they're part of the team to, to show up. I'm talking. We have we have a community who is part of a team here uh, that predates you. Uh, they should not need an invitation at this point. It's like. No, your your brothers and sisters show up to family reunions. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm talking about here. Uh, but thanks for the input. Um, so that's that. Looking forward to uh, chatting a little with uh, Tony Viagra. He calls himself the gangster of comedy. I don't know why, <laughs> because. Let me see. I no, I don't have his. Uh, do I have his photo available? Um, his look is definitely not gangster. Not what I think of as gangster in any way, shape, or form. Um, I should. Uh, I can't have a picture of him, do I? Let's see. I'll find one. Um, but so I, I'm maybe the name Tony Viagra. But Viagra doesn't sound like a, a uh, gangster name either. It sounds like um, a boner pill to me, quite frank with you. Uh, so I don't know why he calls himself the gangster. I know he's a former lawyer. And I've had a couple of lawyers on the evening show who are actually uh, lawyers turned stand-up comedians. And I always, you know, where, where does that commonality come in where that so many lawyers we have a bunch of things we have ex-cons that go turn criminal people who've done time we have a lot of those i've had probably a dozen people who have been convicted of crimes come out of prison to do stand-up comedy and probably half a dozen lawyers odd mix uh, why? Why that strange mix? I don't know. Here, Tony Viagra. Let me see. Uh, he profile. <laughs> this is. Um, I'm going to share this screen. It, the picture he's got up there. Well, let me see this one. There you go. Uh, share. Uh, I apologize for me being just a, I'm always apologizing for me being a, a wreck, but today more so than, than ever, I think, with this um, fifth 
episode of COVID. Now, this is Tony over here, and of course, Stan, Stan Hope and uh, Shane Gillis. Now, um, this is not what I would consider um, gangster look. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what the look is. Like, I think uh, traveling salesmen. Um, uh, I'm not sure if these are glasses or uh, swimming goggles, to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to pick on them too much, and I'm not. That's not my intent. It's just um, I don't know where the gang- gangster comes in uh, with that with that stuff. So anyway, um, that's Tony Viagra, and he'll be here. Uh, oh, we've had plenty of mind dog mucus episodes. This not there's not the there's been many of them. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> so. Probably going to need another organizational meeting to talk about some of these things that are are planned and hopefully will come to fruition for this thing on on Saturday. Um, Matt Knudsen is is a guy who I'm thrilled to have on. You don't know Matt, uh, you probably should. Matt is uh, a a really good guy. Follow him on on Twitter. He is a, uh, I believe he was a head writer for Conan after uh, Louis C.K. left back in the, back in the day. Some people might not know that um, Louis C.K. was once a head writer on Conan O'Brien's uh, late night after he took over for David Letterman. When he left the show, I believe Matt took over for him. He uh, is a great guy, and he does a lot of... Uh, really cool things with with actors and comedians, basically for free or on spec, and, and uh, it's always uh, always there for people and a great guy. So I reached out to him and was not surprised that he said, "Sure, uh, I'd love to be part of it. I'd love to help out. Just tell me what you what you need from me." And so, looking forward to having him on. Um, some people who are coming back from the. Uh, last episode, uh, Don Pavaramo, Tom Bannis, uh, Derek Sheen. I reached out to Carlos, have not heard from him. I'm surprised that I haven't heard from Carlos yet. I hopefully will, and hopefully he'll be part of it. Um, Henry, of course, and Hack, uh, were both on the, the previous one. Um, Jackie will be on, uh, and he's like, what do you need me to do? Because Jackie's going to be on with me Friday. He's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, for, I Just, you know, it could be short and sweet. Just tell you dumb jokes or whatever and uh, make it short and sweet. Just eating up time. Like, oh, sure. I'll do it. Uh, so uh, Jackie Martling will be new to the pot thing with us. And uh, that should be fun. Anyway, uh, I'm going to. I have another quick quickie out here. I'm a, a real a real quickie this time because uh, I just have to clear up my face again. It's really uh, really not working out too well. Um, let me see what I can play. Let's see. Uh, how about this? No, it's a little long. I'm looking for a real short piece. I could go. Um, bah, 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 bah. Let's go with uh, Koa Coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, 
expertly roasted and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. You know, from award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Yeah, well, what happened to the girl running on the beach? Did I miss that? I missed it. Oh, there she is. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I played the uh, Koa piece. And uh, I forgot that the girl comes after the cup. Anyway, I, I like that girl. She looks like a girl who was at uh, the Long Island Yacht Club last time I played there. I took a picture with her. Uh, remarkable resemblance there. Uh, of course, it's not the same girl. Anyway, um, so that that's uh, that's the sum of it, folks. I mean, that's what's going on here. Um, what's going on in the world? Let's look at, uh, you know, the news. The news in the world. I, this is why I, I always wanted to have my... Uh, and I never intended to have a co-host, to be honest with you. I intended to have a news person come on and do five minutes of, of news every hour, like you would if you were on a traditional radio show. That was my intent. Somehow the uh, Kiera episodes that were supposed to be five minutes ended up uh, expanding into an hour, because once I start talking to somebody, I never let them go. I can be like a, a McCluskey with that. Anyway, so... Uh, there doesn't seem to be, you know, if I look at what's going on in the news, it's still the same political bullshit we've been putting up with uh, for years, seven years now, since the era of uh, Donald Trump started. Same old crap. Almost every day he dominates the news. And if that's not enough reason to kind of flush the toilet on this guy, just to get him out of the news cycle. Uh I don't know if that would necessarily cure <laughs> cure the situation, but it would certainly help. Um, uh, you know, he is a very divisive uh, person within, uh, the, you know, America and, and generally conversation and dividing people up. Really, if we could just get back to normal hating Republicans hating Democrats, Democrats hating Republicans on a normal level, I think the world will be okay. Uh, but it doesn't seem like we're getting back to that anytime soon. Um, I forgot to I forgot to beat up on my Met fans last night. Uh, hmm. I gotta, I gotta look at uh, what actually happened because I know they were losing. I forgot to beat up my, on my Met fans. Uh, they lost 13 to one yesterday. Oh, that's hugely sucking. Well, at least I have something good to, to beat up on, uh, Met fans about today. So, uh, all is not lost. There is good news in the world. The Mets lost 13 to one. Uh, 
that that is good news, isn't it? We can celebrate that. There is good news in the world. Mets lost thirteen to one, so Met fans all over are uh, in agony this morning because they lost to the team that is chasing them, their closest rival uh, in their division. So that's a that's a bright news, isn't it? Maybe not. Maybe only if you're a sadist like me. Uh, anyway, um, so as I await. Now, I got a half hour to kill before Tony gets here. Maybe I should play some music. I don't know what I should do. Uh, I could be using this time to actually uh, do some organization. If I want to watch me organize the, <laughs> and send out emails, <laughs> I could use the time for that. Oops, there's somebody popping in the back end. Oh, Carl, go figure. Uh, now, Tom Kanapka is, is happy at this moment. Listen, I'm doing this just for Tom now. I was, uh, you know, not intending this. this. is all for Kanopka. The Kanopka... Um, See, I thought you were doing it for me. With the, with the uh, baritone bozo. You're doing it for Tom, not for me. I'm kind of kind of <laughs> jealous now, I have to say. I'm jealous of Tom Kanopka. I, uh, what does he have that I don't have? Terrible, terrible lighting today. It's, um, I'm on my shit webcam, so I'll change it for, for tomorrow. I just couldn't be bothered right now. You're getting the bad camera. Well, that's fine. The the black shirt and the white wall are contrasted, with, so the autofocus on the camera doesn't know what what the what the really it wants to push more light because of the black shirt, and then it sees the white walls. Of, no, no, yeah, I no, got no. I got a window here too, but it's too it's too warm to close it. But uh, yeah, we'll get through it. Get through it. No, you sound pretty mucusy, and that's what I thought I'd pop on for a couple of minutes. And um, yeah, I have to take this jacket off. I was freezing. Because of the fever, and now I'm sweating because of the fever. So I'm glad you, you look very. You look very smart today. Is that um, because no, of I don't, I, I don't look, no, not smart. Uh, smart is a bad word. Uh, I look like cold. That's what I look. Not smart. I never look smart. This is if this is smart. The world is in bad. bad well, smart for smart for um, oh, a, smart for me. A cancelled magician. Oh yeah. Um, Dave Smith, uh, who was a comedian, said he was looking to debate somebody. I, I wanted to say, well, maybe you should stick to, like, kindergartners or something. I mean, why do comedians want to get in political debates all of a sudden? I mean, serious, debates. It's not just, like... Well, Dave, like Dave Smith has a political show, right? He has a he has a podcast that's all politics right? as well. But, he's uh, yeah, he's always been on that. You, know. you want to debate people? It's getting to an argument for an hour or so, an hour and a half. Just because well, arguments are things I think you, most of us in real life, I mean, not on Twitter, would like to avoid. You don't go. Do you ever go into a bar thinking, "Gee, I, I'm going to get it, go in here and see if I can get to an argument"? <laughs> no, I, well, I've I've done it. I've done it, but not with my friends normally. Oh yeah. But you don't go in with the intent of it. Like uh, I'm going to go there to get. <laughs> if it comes up, yeah, no, not anymore as well. But years ago, I used to. If if the conversation was going a certain way, I'd deliberately take the other side just to have an argument. Yeah. Now, have you you've had COVID, right? You had it once, or you had it... uh, once or twice? Yeah, I don't know. Probably once twice. or twice. Is it getting worse? Because I don't know. My first three times were nothing. And the last last two times have been not fun, not fun at all. Too too many variables, and everyone's different, and different strains, and different times of year. Your body, you're less less and more immune. 
Maybe I should just lay down and die. Is that what you're saying? I should just lay, uh, give uh, up on the... You could do. If, if you do it, do it on air because, you know. For ratings. ratings. Ratings, yeah. It would be good. Uh, well, I always said I wanted to die on stage until it, somebody ha- it happened to a, a, a band that we know, a guy who was uh, doing a show in the middle of summer, just had a heart attack in the middle of a song and died on stage. Then it didn't look like so much fun. <laughs> well, it, ends, it ends the show as well, doesn't it? It's the end of the show at that point. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if the show ended. I don't. I got to find out about. It. I'll ask some questions about that. My gut feeling is to say no. It didn't. They probably called the ambulance, dragged the guy off the stage. It's like a football game. You know, a guy could get like break his leg backwards and get bones sticking out, and they just come out with a stretcher, pull him off the stage, off the field, and get off the game. That's that's true. If they if they die, they tend to stop them. Though, right? We've had a couple of. We had a couple of uh, heart attacks in football over here over the years, and they, they stopped the game. Wow. They just uh, send everyone home at that point. We had someone no, that, else die on the pitch. That's strange because I always think of uh, British uh, athletes as uh, like, incredibly like rugged and tough and like ready to, uh, you know, blood and guts mean nothing to them. And we're kind of pussies over here. So because I do think if you, if you died on on the field, you wouldn't know about it until after the pre after the post game, and they came on. Oh, by by the way, number forty eight uh, is no longer with us. <laughs> he won't be. He won't be in the lineup next week. Uh, yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few that have killed over the heart attack in the Euros last year in 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 the middle of Europe. Christian Eriksen. Basically died on the pitch for several minutes, and they were trying to resuscitate him and all that stuff. Is soccer um, like hockey? Did they are they allow fights? They, did they break out in fist fights? Mm, it's, no, I mean it gets sometimes something will break out, but it's not it's not like it used to be. There was a game at the weekend where two managers were going at it, the coaches and a couple of players. But it it, it normally gets stopped pretty quickly, and people pull everyone apart. Uh, Those days have gone. At the lower leagues, if you go and watch a local game, you might see it. From time to time, I haven't watched hockey in a while, but they never used to stop fights at all. They'd let them fight it out until one guy just. Uh... I know they've limited it. I don't know the rules at all. I went to see a game in the UK actually because Cardiff were. Um, there's a ice hockey league here, and I didn't know, but Cardiff are pretty good. And we went to see a game. We saw two fights, but I think they limit it. They limit how long it's for, how often they happen, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to take this shirt off. I'm getting so hot now. I'm getting take it hot. Off. Just the vest underneath or nothing? It gave me fever. Whatever. Well, pens. Um, I don't know. Do you, uh, are you friends with Mishka Shabali? Do you do you follow him? Mm, I in uh, no. I used to. I used to. I used to. Um, I went to see him when he came over here a few years ago when Hack was driving him around. Uh, I haven't really seen much of him for a while. So. Uh, I would love to get him on because I know Christine loves him. And I do think, I, I just got into his music recently in the last couple of months and so, but I found it on YouTube and I went down the rabbit hole. I think he's an excellent writer. I think I do. I do think he's... Yeah, he's, he's good music. He's got a unique voice, a unique, uh, and I don't mean his singing voice, a unique uh, perspective on, on and new, unique sound. I wouldn't know even what genre to put him in. I would think, you know... Uh, folk, Tom Waitsy, but it's also like it's got some jazz and rock stuff in there and some blues stuff. He's all over the map, but good stuff. Um, 
Hack, you mentioned Hack. Now, my idea was to do something really stupid with him and uh, with him and Henry Phillips, like have him do a chef uh, challenge on like how to boil water for tea or uh, <laughs> how to make toast. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of uh, anything they could do that would be short form for a, a chef challenge. You got any ideas for? Uh, uh, so, something something easy and simple, I think. It, you know, I think Hack spends quite a lot of money trialing an error in his uh, his cooking each week before he films it. Right, that's why I thought something really stupid and easy, something that anybody Boil should be egg. able to do. Because that's what Henry, <clears throat> just, like Henry, will take like hamburger and make a show out of how to fuck up a hamburger, how to do it all wrong on Henry's kitchen. So I just thought it would be good to do. Yeah, something. get food, get food poisoning live on air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they both agreed to do it now, uh, coordinating the time because Henry's on the West Coast and Hack is over by you. That's a, what is that, 10-hour difference? It's an eight-hour difference between them? At least eight, yeah, at least eight, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. This is the problem with the with this stuff, is coordinating the schedules. It, this is the real fucking headache. It's not going to go away. Um, and the other thing, William Conway. Now he's gonna be. He wants to do. Uh, well, I asked him to do three segments, three like five minute segments of uh, man on the street stuff. But I have to kind of supply him with some dopey questions to ask. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I was gonna say, you know, but people don't know me because I would just say, do you think one of the questions should be, is Matt Napo really uh, Joe Rogan with a mustache and glasses, uh, with a fake mustache, with a Groucho mask on? Uh, but they wouldn't know who Matt Napa was. They probably might not even know who Joe Rogan was if they're just casual people on the street. I don't know what to ask. You know, maybe we could make up questions about cancer, but that wouldn't, that's not fun. <laughs> I don't know, Cam, but yeah, I don't know. It sounds like an interesting one. You can take a picture of you. Yeah, because I don't want him just out there with his dick in his hand. I don't want my brother coming out of that uh, bathroom with just his dick in his hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to get him arrested. No, uh, that was a Godfather <laughs> reference. <laughs> where, where he goes yeah, for the gun. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. Now, I got to get more musical people. I got to get more musicians on board. Uh, which for sure. Was, I don't know. And you were saying something about uh, after 11 p.m. becomes a challenge for you, your time? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's get, going late for me being loud might be a problem. But I can, I'll figure it out. I can probably oh, yeah. go. I can probably go to midnight one. Yeah, which is eight. Yeah, if it goes beyond that, I'll have to figure something out. With a hood over your head, you know. I can walk the streets. I can walk the streets at two a.m. Yeah. You know? Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. But are there people on the streets? Could you do a man on the on the street stuff at? Oh, that time everyone would be in bed, but. Oh yeah, that's so, what I would say. Um, well, Saturday night, you don't have people on the streets at, at two a.m. in London. Well, I'm in a small town right now. I'm not in the city. Uh, I'm, in a, uh, I'm in a really small town, about forty minutes out. Is it a suburb of London? Uh it's on the tube line, on the metro line, but it's in the it's literally surrounded by fields. It's in it's. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why you were in that field. Yeah, you know uh, that was surprising to me. I didn't I didn't know Eng England still had so much countryside. I, I would think. It's mostly countryside. I would think after all this time, uh, all that land would get, it, it, certainly if it were the United States, eventually it would become 
parking yeah, need, lots and malls. And... We need um, we need farmland, and it's a small place, so it's a, a lot of its farms. And there's also a lot of protected areas. There's a whole area called the New Forest, which is beautiful on the south, uh, which is protected by like a royal charter, means you can't do anything with it ever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there is, there are problems with it. There's, around here, they're digging um, they're digging a huge tunnel for a train service, which has caused a lot a lot of problems. It's you know tens of millions over budget and all that stuff, and it's destroying wildlife. I don't know why I did this. <laughs> <laughs> it's destroying wildlife. Uh, so there's a lot of pro. My sister goes and protests and all that stuff with the hippies. Uh, wow. But... Um, so I, I, this kid that didn't show up yesterday, David Sutton, um, I did post this thing from Facebook where he said he had it for next Monday. He said the Monday looks photoshopped by the CIA, uh, <laughs> but he will be next Monday now. Uh, but I have prepared him that uh, for for taking some abuse. Uh, for for everybody who has come before him, who has fucked me over, <laughs> not showing up, but he's down with it. So I was, uh, I'm impressed by that. That he's 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 ready to take yeah, it like way, a man. Yeah, you got you got to take it. It's the way to be. Yeah, I mean, last night, I'm sure you weren't awake, but uh, last night on my my evening program, James Balsamo, who's a film director and filmmaker. Um, really interesting guy, jack of all trades. He does it all, but he's got so many people in his movies. I was like, the first question I had to ask him is, how do you get all these people? He moved out to L.A. and what he does is just attack people on the street and say, "Hi, I'm a director. I'm James Balsamo. I want you in my movie. I got money to pay you. I'll pay you SAG." <laughs> and basically they uh, he'll he gets commitments right on the street from him often like ready to do it without ever reading the script um which i thought was unusual but he gets a lot of impressive people from all over uh well, there's a there's a lot of people who need money there's a lot of people who need money even bigger names right they might not be working as much as they'd like and they're like right. yeah i'll be in your movie as long as you pay me right uh, but I said, did they ever even ask to read the script? No, they never even like they don't even care. because <laughs> even me, I would think I would say, well, I got to see the script. What what kind of movie we're we talking about? He doesn't write full scripts out anymore. He basically writes treatments, and it's almost all like this is this is the scene. Just be you know, like uh, curb your enthusiasm. Oh, is that what they do on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, he's always done that. He's never written a script. So it's literally like, this is happening. These two people are fighting over a cake. We want to hit these points, and that's it. And then they film, you know, 10 takes. That's so interesting. Because as a writer, I would want to be, I would want actors that would be committed to the words that I write. Because I would think, and I think as a comedian, I think you probably could relate to that if you write a joke you know the joke has to go a certain way to be yeah i'm sure i'm sure, I'm sure there's stuff that they do write that they have this is what i want to say this but generally the scenes it's i think larry david wants to keep it fresh and like naturally funny so you can have the actors just bouncing up to each other for a while saying different yeah. stuff saying weird weirder insults that kind of thing right uh seems to work and it's still it's still quality I've, there's a couple of seasons i've missed but i love curb I saw three episodes of the new series on uh, on the plane out to Brazil as well. It's still it's great. Huh. Um, and the other thing he said is because uh, I was asking him about how you, how you go about funding 
Okay, he's done 40 movies. He's 38 years old. He's done 40 movies. So if, if you count his adult life and he got out of college at 21, 22, 16 years, he's done 40, 40 feature films. That's wow. a, lo- a lot of work. Yeah. And he's working on about 20 more right now. He's got six coming out in September, six different movies. So I guess they must make a bit of money. So as long as, long as, you, make, as, long as you make a bit of money and you're not in the hole, <clears throat> you get your first one done, you can keep doing it. You yeah. have to do it every time because I assume everything's invested. Right. I mean, what investors he's got, if it's all his own money, then it's a risk every time. But he's obviously working. He's obviously working. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's I'll, upside I'll down. I'll get he's up, yeah, he, yeah. He's upside down. Give him a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kick, kick uh, me out before he comes on because. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, but I asked him about that. Now, he said if. And this is where why I brought it up because to me it's interesting. He said, "If you have ideas, he will fund it. He w- he's a distributor and everything. Uh, so if you have an idea for a movie, talk to him about it. He will get it done. He'll get it made, uh, basically, and take uh, split the profit. So it's like no investment on your part. You got a good movie, a good script, a good idea. Talk to him about it, and he'll make the movie for you. Sounds perfect. Have, yeah, huh?" Sounds perfect. It does sound perfect. I have friends. I have a friend who's been trying to make a movie for six years, and it's getting nowhere. And I talked to him after the show because he saw the show, and I was like, you got to work with this guy. And all he just kept talking about was his plans for going ahead, like being the control freak, wanting to be the director, star, and writer, and all this stuff. I was like, you're not listening to me. You've been doing this for six years. This guy can make yeah, it, I, get it done. If it if it was me, I'd work with someone who can get it done like that. And then after that one's done, then maybe you can take on a bit more responsibility the second time. And all right, I'll do a little bit of directing. I'll do a little bit. Of- See, you think like a normal person. That's what. That's kind of the well, point I was trying to make. You get your first one made. You establish yourself, and then you can do it on your own. But this is a, a chance to fulfill the thing that has frustrated you for many years now. Get it done. Get get some product out there. Yeah, I get I get the other side too. But now now I'll be at a point where if I wanted to do something and someone could help me and I'll have to compromise a bit, I'll be like, yeah, let's just do this if it's, right. if it's still going to look good. And the other thing is, he's not on not streaming anywhere anymore. His stuff is all available on hard copy in Walmart and in the wow. Red Box. Do you have the Red Box over there? Is it the bargain bin? It, yes. No, it's a Red Box. If you go to like. Um, a convenience store or something. There's a red box outside, and basically you put in your two dollars, and they get a DVD to take home for a couple of days, and then you mail it back. But it's called the red box, and people—that's how people get DVDs. It's not like you know a video store right. anymore. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess mail order and stuff, but mostly what I see is digital, so I don't really deal with hard copy stuff. But we sideways t- now, but I'll um. One more turn there, Tony. You're you're sideways now. You were upside down. Now you're sideways. One more turn, and and you should be. Oh, you're, yes. you're almost straight up. All right, I'll get I'll get out your hair. All right, we're gonna me. say goodbye to Carl. Carl, thank you for eating up some no time worries, again, huh? and uh, and we appreciate it. Bye for now. Uh, you know that you don't call for me. Wait, I'm getting a call. I'm not going to take because it says spam risk. I could have taken it and said, "What's up? Hey, what's up, spam?" Uh, no, you got the wrong number, spammy. Uh, anyway, uh, right. Coming in now is the official uh, guest.
gangster of comedy. I kind of uh, told you a little bit about him this morning. He's a former lawyer who um, became the gangster of comedy. I, I guess in the last 10 years or so, I, we'll find out the backstory. Uh, I found out about him because he was on Stanhope's uh, uh, podcast, and uh, I guess probably about a year ago, uh, and an interesting character. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Tony Viagra. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Uh, now, uh, Good morning to you. Yeah, it is. I Are you the for myself. Are you on the East Coast? Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not brutally early for you. It's just morning, regular morning. We got a right. lot of people people coming on from the West Coast, and it's very early for them. Right. Now, um, feel free to use whatever language you you like to use on this program. But I had to notice on uh, on the Stanhope podcast that I heard you on. Uh, and fuck is it the every other word bullshit a lot a lot of fuck a lot of bullshit. Uh, right. you, you tend to be very profane. Is the <laughs> is that a part of the act or is that is that? No. Did you? Use no, that? it's not part of the act. It's just I don't remember exactly what I said on uh, this podcast, but uh, it was just a free flowing conversation, right? An honest yeah. conversation. I get it, yeah. But did as a lawyer, did you were, were you that free flowing with the f bombs and stuff? I'm still a lawyer, and and uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's a different bunch of bullshit. You know, when you're a lawyer, you gotta you gotta you know play the politically correct line, and you know, I mean, when you're you know just uh, uh, just working talking with my coworkers. I mean, that was, yeah, then a lot of F-bombs then, you know, and a lot of stand-up. And But when you're actually dealing with uh, female attorneys or or uh, judges or all those other pricks. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of law did you practice? Honest law. What kind of law? Honest law. <laughs> okay. Um, now, were you, were you a uh, trial lawyer? Yeah, I did a lot of trial work, yeah. Wow. And so what, uh, when did you become a stand-up comedian? Oh, well, it's a long story because I started, you know, first started, you know, with the interest about 40 years ago, and I've been at it big time for 10 years now. Uh, what, what started 40 years ago, you, did you actually get on stage and perform 40 years uh, ago? No, that's right. I got the the uh, bug or whatever the desire to be a standard comedian. I was uh, in the Air Force at the time. In the Air Force. Yeah. Were you a lawyer in the Air Force? No, I was not. Wow. I was not. Would have been so, great to be a lawyer in the Air Force. So that's a great gig. If I, I didn't play my cards right. Right. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting backstory. Now, did you have a career in the Air Force, or are you just in for like uh, four years and out? Yeah. Well, actually. Uh, I almost bled to death in the Air Force and uh, shortened my Air Force career, and it's a it's a big wound uh, that never healed, and uh, uh, honestly, it bothers me every day. Um, what what do, you, what do you mean about that? Or a big wound that, that never healed? Well, that that uh, getting injured in the Air Force and almost bleeding to death shortened my Air Force career, which I did not want to happen, and so that's a big wound. Uh, and that, that's probably why I'm a standard comedian saying all the crazy shit I say, 
because that bothers me so much for 42 years now that my Air Force career went down the toilet. Not what I wanted. I had no, but I had no say in it. Gotcha. So I'm a, disa- I'm a disabled veteran, not by oh, choice. You, you're disabled. Uh, you, uh, I, I did not know that, and uh, I'm sorry to hear that. But you look like you're, you're able-bodied. No, what? Well, you I, know, just disabled veteran doesn't mean that you're in a wheelchair with one leg. Okay. You know well, that. Yeah. Okay. No. I, yeah. Well. You're right, but no, I, I'm. I guess I'm presuming. Uh, and I, I don't. I won't press further if you don't want to share any details about that. It's Other just... than I'm a service-connected disabled veteran, uh, I'm not proud of it. I had no say in it, but my uh, my discharge is honorable. I have an honorable discharge, and I'm a service-connected disabled veteran. Cool. That's all there is to it. All I right. mean, that's it in a nutshell, and I'm not happy about it, and it bothers me every day. And that's the best thing I do is when I go on stage, and that's the best medicine for me. Right um, now, you, you're are you originally from um, Pennsylvania? Is that where you're from, or? Yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, and so, tell me about how you got the ten years you've been doing this. How did how did you actually first get started in in comedy? What what was the what was the the big push that got you into it? Well. Back? I think the big push was that I was, uh, see, the the attorney, the legal career really was holding me back as a stand-up comedian uh, because people, those people, especially the uh, the uh, uh, some of the people in uh, higher level, you know, the attorney supervisors, you know, the emasculating bitches that are in the higher supervisory positions, they're not cool with stand-up comedians, especially stand-up comedians who say, fucking cut a lot. They're not cool with that. <laughs> so that kind of held back my career. And I was pushing and pushing. And uh, I was writing material, writing material for years, writing material for years. And of course, my my failed marriage was a big positive influence in going, getting my stand-up because I, I do a ton of material about my failed marriage and people say, well, you got to get new material. I say, if I want to get new material, that means I have to go out and get married again, go through another divorce, so I can write new material. I don't know if I want new material that bad. <laughs> no, I hear that. Now, when I first started in radio, I uh, used to do a lot of I hate my wife bits and people told me you got to stop doing that. But first, And then somebody told me that that's what? a... I don't know. It's funny. Keep doing yeah, it. I thought it was funny, but it actually Keep doing it. fuck them. Um, yeah, uh, when you have kids, it kind of complicates things. I I did set a pretty bad example for my son at the time, but uh, and so I we, regret, we didn't have kids. I, I regret that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, on the fucking cunt stuff, uh, mm-hmm. if you go <laughs> if you go overseas, you go to Britain, you'd fit right in. Nobody would complain about that at all. Uh, that fits right in with daily. Yeah, life. I would love to do stand up and and uh, get some gigs in Great Britain sometime. Go to do some stand. In fact, you know, stand up's going there next month for a tour of Great Britain. I know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, basically, he was asking about podcasts that he could do over there. And um, a gentleman who was on just before you were on has one, and he's he's over there. So I thought maybe. Yeah. Do you uh, do you uh, keep in touch with Stanhope? No, no, no. <laughs> because no. he's he, at one point you were very tenacious about getting on his uh, podcast, right? And I did. I mean, I opened for him three years ago, and. and uh, 
How did that come about? Did did, did you uh, seek him out? Did he yeah. see you? How did how did that? Yeah, I I reached out to him and and uh, he checked me out on YouTube and apparently he thought I was good enough to open for him and so he he jerked me around for quite a while but I was persistent and and uh, jerked me around a lot but then the he said okay you're on you're gonna open for me and it was great I mean he. Besides, other than jerking me around, he was great. He was great. He paid me. He uh, bought all my booze that night. He talked about me on his podcast because I'm a nobody. Let's say I'm a fucking nobody. And, and he's talking about we all are. We, me too. Me too. We yeah. all we all are nobodies. And but he's a somebody, and he's talking about me on his podcast, saying what a what an idiotic asshole I am. But hey, he was saying my name, and uh, and he he uh, he uh, like I said, he paid me. Bought all my booze, uh, gave me publicity, and then a year later had me on his podcast. So Doug Stanhope's been fantastic, great to me. He's me been too. great. Me too. I mean, He's super uh, great. When, at the first time I had him on, I uh, my audience grew like uh, spontaneous uh, within sure. a day, like in, in, yeah, exponentially yeah. and spontaneously. Like I didn't have to do any marketing for it or anything. It just yeah. like grew. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, where did you where did you open from? Was it a theater or? Yeah, and uh, well, it was like a, uh, a sort of like it, it's called uh, the, uh, an art center in Harrisburg, an art center, entertainment center in Harrisburg. Wow. Right and was, was it just one night or? or yeah, one night. Yeah, yeah, one night. Yeah, uh, the place was packed too. It was packed. Right now, I know Shane Gillis was on the bill, but were, were yes, there, he was. Were there other people on the bill? Yeah, what's her name? Uh, oh, she was touring with him on that tour. Morgan uh, Murphy, maybe? No, no uh, what was her name? Uh, oh, I can't give her name now. She was touring with him on that. She did a whole tour. Uh, oh, I... Olivia Grace, maybe? Yeah, no. Olivia Grace. Yeah, Olivia Grace. Oh, wow. I, I, good guess by me. I did not know. Yeah. So she's... Yeah, very nice, very nice lady, by the way, Olivia Grace. Very nice lady. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Now, did you get did you get to uh, hang out with any of those people? And do you, do you network like keep in contact with people that you work with? Well, I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't talk as totally, but I keep in touch with a lot of people who I work with. But uh, I mean, Shane Gillis, he was on there because he he's from the, this area, and and he got fired from SNL, so that's why you know that's right. a big, big famous. That's why he was on. That was a one-time thing, and Olivia Grace was doing a tour with him. But no, like they're too, they're too big to keep in right. touch with someone like me, you know. Oh, you gotta, you gotta stop. <laughs> I mean, uh, someone like I, I guess I'm guilty of it too. So I, maybe I shouldn't say that. But uh, I don't, you know what? Someone like you, I think you're, you're, you're work. You know, when I talked to Steve Byrne uh, on the a program, I had that kind of attitude that you're displaying right now. Just right. Uh, I'm a nobody, and you're somebody right. too. Right. And he said, he said to me, "No, everybody in this business is is in it together. You're doing it. You're you're respected for doing it. I mean, because yeah. there are so many people who want to do it, don't ever have the balls to actually yeah. well, do it. Right? You know, you know." You know, it takes a big ego to be a stand-up comedian. You know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Big, it takes a really big ego. Yeah. It takes a really big, and I have a big ego. My ego is really big. You know, the only thing bigger than my ego is my prostate. <laughs> I get that. I'm, believe me, I'm I'm there at that age where uh, 
uh, I get up to pee like five times a night. <laughs> it's like yeah. it never ends. The it's like, well, why do I always have to pee? Um, yeah, well, it's so bad for me. It's so bad. I just sleep on the toilet. <laughs> it's that too. I do that too. I do the lean over. I kind of go fall yeah. asleep. I close my eyes and go to sleep while I'm peeing, leaning over the toilet. Oh. That's. <laughs> Uh, so your material now, uh, you write everything, right? You write your yes, own material. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, not, not everybody. I know people who actually uh, hire writers or buy jokes, actually. No, I write everything. I mean, you can tell. I mean, who else could come with kind of shit? Like I say. Right. Yeah, I write everything, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. so where does the gangster come from? Because uh, well, that's I, an interesting story. Okay. Uh, you know, I love every type of music, including hip hop. And uh, there was a song uh, back, it was popular on the radio back around 2015, 2016, a song by the Ghetto Boys called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. And I heard that and I loved it. And I thought, yeah. And the gangster thing was big then, you know, gangster, you rap, a gangster. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to be the gangster comedy. And that's, Gonna be my intro music, and that's basically where it came from. Just on a whim, I heard a song, and um, so that is my intro music. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster by the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> that's, that's my intro. That's inc uh, I guess that takes people by surprise because when you talk yeah, with that kind of music, people are expecting uh, a, a young urban youth. Not yeah, when I walk up, they shit their pants. <laughs> yeah. Now the look. Uh, uh, did, did you take some time putting that look together, or like thinking about the to get up? Obviously, you don't go through life with that look. Or maybe, maybe you do. Do you? Only when I go on dates. <laughs> okay. What are you doing now, gig wise? Well, are you date wise? Date wise? Gig wise? Oh, like, gig wise. Oh. Well, I just what, had a great you wanna, gig. You want to date? I had me? a great gig Friday. This past Friday, I did a great gig at a veterans club. It was fantastic. It was great. I mean, the audience was great. Uh, I had a great opening act with me. Her name is Aaliyah Comedian. She's a tremendous young rising star. You should check her out, Aaliyah. She's fantastic. And uh, the great crowd, and they loved us. They want to bring us back. And uh, so now I'm working on uh, I'm working on getting more gigs uh, right now. I did two weeks ago, I did the Church of Satire Comedy Club in Hanover. Uh, it's a great small comedy club in Hanover, Pennsylvania. I did did that, and and that was a great gig too. They loved me down there. That's another great night. I need more nights like that. I need more nights like Friday into two weeks. I need more nights like that. Yeah. Um, do you do you take care of? Are you managing your own career? Do you have somebody yes. booking for you? Yeah, I, w I wish I had somebody to book for me. I'm looking for someone to do that. Do you have anybody that can help me? I don't know. I actually don't know about the answer to that question. Because uh, I've I talked to a lot of comedians on here. And the other day, there was a young lady who was talking about wanting to tour. And, I, I you know, I, I've got experience putting together a tour for Music Act. But I don't right. even know where it starts with with yeah. comedy. How you start to build up a an expanded, like, road, you know, come branching out from your local area yeah. to working into a tour thing. I don't even know how it's, that part of the business works. It's a rough business. And the bottom line is I just keep banging away, keep hustling and banging away and keep banging on doors. And 
That's how I get gigs. You just reminded me. We are on Gover- Governor's Podcast Network. Why is that? Here it is. Uh, Governor's Podcast Network. Gover- Governor's has three clubs here on Long Island. Have you ever uh, come to New York, uh, New York City or Long Island at all? Yeah, I've been to the city of Manhattan quite a few times to do stand-up. At the, let's see. I was at the, the Broadway Comedy Club. I did Janice Mercedes gigs there quite a few times. Yeah, I actually know some people there that that you know in the city that that book clubs. Uh, they don't. I'm not sure they they be qualify as like agents, but they're solo right. bookers and solo producers. Yeah. Uh, and I don't do you, I don't do bringer shows, and that's uh, well, it's weird because I have a, a friend who does a resort area bringer shows, but they're actually paid bringer shows. They're not like. Uh, not like you know what you bring. You have to bring so many people to get paid. You get paid no matter what. But it's it, somehow it's it's a bringer show as well. But anyway, uh, resorts and stuff like that. So um, so booking yourself like that that that's got to be like. Uh, are you promoting like are you what you call a promoter? I mean, basically building your own night or producing your own shows like saying i pick out the venue put together the lineup all that kind of stuff or yeah no. yeah i do it yeah that's how i do it all myself now yeah that's the and that's the best way to go too that's the yeah. best way to fly is it why well because then i have total control i mean uh i you know who's going to be on the card uh where it's going to be and that they are okay with my type of comedy and then and then i get paid I pay my opening act. I have total control. Uh, that's the best way to fly. There's no surprises. And uh, I'm a man of my word. I mean, I pay my other comedians. When they come, I always pay them. I don't play any fucking games. Like some, you know, the people running comedy shows are just drive-ass bullshit. I don't know if you've encountered that, but that seems to be prevalent in this business. Really? And I, Yeah. Yeah, no, I I get it. Uh, there is a lot of that, and especially uh, younger people. It seems like uh, now you've been doing it ten years, so you've got yeah. you've had to had had the experience with this. It seems like uh, in the last five years or so, like the number of people wanting to get into stand up comedy has exploded. Does that, oh, really? That, really? You, <laughs> Are you really? You know, are you saying that? To, uh, no, I'm serious. I, I don't keep track of that. I, I I really don't know. Oh no! I mean, it seems like housewives, everybody really? from every walk of life now is calling themselves a stand-up comedian. Really? If you go on Facebook and search stand-up comedians, you'll probably get it. Just in the USA, you'll probably get hmm. uh, two million, three million. Really? Wow! <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're really comedians. That means they've done one open mic or two open mic nights. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are they funny? Are they talented? Right. Right. Can they do a rock solid hour? Right. Uh, now, uh, I have you on Twitter, and I follow you on Twitter. It's Viagra Tony, and then Facebook Tony Viagra. Now, it. uh, Are you on TikTok or any of these platforms? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, TikTok is great. You see, yeah, man, TikTok, see all the hot babes on TikTok? I mean, oh my God. No. It's crazy. I'm not, I don't go on there that often. I only when I have guests to kind of, uh, and if I would have found yours, I would have definitely reviewed yours. Uh, but that's the only time I ever go on TikTok is to like check out guest work on there. Uh, I, I go on there and check out the hot babes. 
Oh my really? God. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. It really is. Do you get a lot of do you get a lot of pussy on the road doing uh doing stand up? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're laughing. At, well, at my age. I'll tell you. In fact, I just told another comedian this uh this past weekend that I don't know I don't know when I've made it big. I don't know. The reason I'll know is after I do my gig, women will want to come up and suck my dick. Then I'll know I've made it big. <laughs> then I know that I've made it. I've arrived. <laughs> well, uh, I think I'm probably your age. Or, How old or, are you? I uh, was 63. Now you're a youngster. I'm a youngster. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, I, I remember a Flip Wilson bit on one of his albums, he was talking about singers getting more pussy than comedians. And he, he wasn't calling it that. He was just talking about getting, getting laid, yeah. uh, but singers get more than anybody. And he's, you know, basically they spit on women and get, but uh, he did, you know, there was this uh, uh, thing about comedians getting a lot on, on the road. I, Cause women are attractive to well, uh, funny. One time, yeah, yeah, and I, it's a good way to meet women, and I get to, you know, to talk to women who normally would never talk to me in a million years. But one night, I was uh, with a former girlfriend doing a set at the Broadway Comedy Club, and I could see there were these two, like, gorgeous young women sitting, like, right up front, and there was smoking hot, gorgeous and they came up, was out in the hall after the show. They came up to me and said, can we have our picture taken with you? And I thought, oh, fuck. Why do I have this old skank with me? I could be going out with these. And I'm stuck with this old skank. What the fuck? What the fuck do I need her for? She's gonna, all she does is drink on my fucking tab. And uh. get fucking drunk on my fucking tab. And, and... So yeah, and these these two women they were fucking smoking hot, gorgeous. And I hear him with her. And I thought, oh fuck. Next time I'll come back here alone next time. Yeah. I've been I've been in that situation where I tried to trade up and it ends up back and backfired on you and you end yeah. up with not nobody and not even the old skank. That's a story of my life. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I've been there. Yeah. I guess so many stories to tell you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can tell you about dates. I can tell you about dates. I've been on plenty of dates. I can tell you about dates. They're better than prunes, unless you're constipated. <laughs> so, uh, are, are, were your material all like uh, short and uh, short, like jokes and and not long stories, right? You basically it's not the mix. There's, I have both. I have both. Um, Mostly like a lot of one liner kind of stuff, but some story kind of stuff too because i right. keep writing new crazy bullshit all the time right um and so you do a full hour i have a rock solid hour for if they want that yeah i have it yeah, yeah. Have, in fact, have, I, did, I did an hour friday night i did an hour very cool um yeah. a lot of you know probably oversaturated and i don't think the term special is probably overused now because it, there's nothing special about them when there's seven billion of them but right. have you th thought about that going down to you know putting out something like a, a streaming uh, uh special a hour-long 
I hate to well, call it a special show on, day, on yeah. video. Well, things I've been thinking about, uh, you know, and I want to encourage you before I forget to go on my YouTube channel and check out the TV commercial I did for a personal injury attorney. You got to check that out. Everybody that that watched it, I mean, the, it makes it, it go crazy or that commercial. I did a personal injury attorney TV commercial. Everybody goes nuts when you see that. Is it real or is it a, co a comedic? It's me. I wrote it and I performed it. Uh, and uh, I got it produced through uh, somebody in Pakistan produced it for me for a small fee. But I wrote it. I performed in it. And uh, another comedian did a little bit at the end uh, who uh, I used to work with on videos. Uh, but I and check out, uh, but that's check that out. But also check out the Joe Biden press conference. I did. I did that on there too. Hold on one second. Let's let's look at this, uh, if we may. Uh, let me see. Uh, come to here. We go. Let me see and do this. There you go. That's it. If you've been seriously injured in an accident. You need a personal injury attorney who's full of crap. <laughs> Hello, I'm personal injury attorney Harry Bungmunch. If you dreamt that you've been rear-ended in an auto accident, you may sustain whiplash and a cervical injury and be entitled to cash damages. In that event, go back to sleep and dream of the <laughs> license number of the car that struck you. If your supervisor at work yelled at you and gave you stomach cramps, you may be entitled to cash settlement for irritable bowel syndrome. As you've been within five feet of someone who left rank farts, <laughs> you may be entitled to participate in a class action lawsuit for mesothemioma, because the courts have brought the definition of asbestos to include fart-induced asthma. <laughs> Hi, I'm Yellen DeGeneres. Attorney Harry Bungmunch got me $2 million settlement as a result of my feelings being huffed by people saying I treated my employees like crap. Thank you, Harry Bung Munch. Thank you. Harry Bung Munch. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I like it. Hey, get that CNN guy off my face. Yeah, get that off, please. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the, act, the, the extra actors in there. Uh, those, those are one. There's one. No, the, the, the guy, the guy in the office, and the woman. The guy. Oh, the, I don't know. Well, the woman. Well, the guy in the office. That was just the producer. Just put that video gotcha. clip in. The lady at the Young Degenerate. She's Yellen. a comedian from Bedford Hills, New York. That helped me out on that. Really? Is is that her stage name? Is she performing? No, her Yellen? name is her name is Tanya Cooper. All right, cool. Well, that well, yeah, was my idea to be Young Degenerate. That's my idea. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Young Degenerate. <laughs> Not politically correct, but funny. <laughs> um, so um, now, do you have a a full schedule, or you you working like wherever you can get, like once a month, twice a month? What do you? What yeah, do you whatever get? I can get, basically. And I also do, thanks to COVID, I do a lot of internet shows, which you know started during COVID. I do a lot of those. How do, do you like those? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, I mean, I love them because they're um, you know. I'm working my material and uh, networking and like I just did one Saturday night with a, a comedian from India. Uh, so, and he's a good guy and it's great to do 
network, you know, with people, comedians in India. That's a good thing. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, if you plan on ever going over there. No, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, been there once. It was not a good, good experience. I, I'm I, sure. I was with a bunch of hairdressers and uh, for <laughs> to do some filming over there about Indian hairdressing. Um, but it, it, it doesn't seem like a culture that, that is big on comedy anyway. But I guess yeah, but it they is. are. They are, though. It's surprising. But the Zoom stuff. Now, doesn't it feel a little stale? Like you're not getting – you say you work out your material, but how do you know what works and what, what doesn't? Well, that's it, hear? you know. You know, yeah. some Zoom shows you can hear people laughing, some you can't. And after a while, you just say, ah, fuck it. I just want to work my material. But, you know, the only way you know is like Friday night when I was out there doing a live show and they were they were laughing a lot. Then, you know, like, hey, this stuff works, you know. Right. And, and that's how you really know. Right. But some shows are still because, you know, for a long time, uh, there were no live shows during COVID <laughs> for a long time. I so know. It was yeah. great to do Zoom shows. And, love, and the Zoom shows are going to continue on forever now. They're not going to go away. I think so, you're I think you're right about that. Oh uh, yeah, they're not going away. Yeah, but it just feels really and I have I've seen one or two people do um Zoom shows that I thought actually held up and it because they didn't do it in a vacuum. In other words, they they did it in a living room with with a live audience. It might have been their family and friends, but yeah. at least they did it in front of people so that timing was was what you would see in a club and there was some audience response because without that audience response, I know. it always feels flat. You know, like there's no laughter. Yeah. And it's hard to laugh at a video screen when you're sitting alone just watching it. Even I know. Though, you know. I know. I, and yeah. it's nice like when we get an audience on a Zoom show, we say, hey, keep your mics open so we can hear you laughing. Right. But if you're, you know, you're going to, you know, turn on your TV, like... Then... Too many assholes want to talk during... That's I why know. you have to ask them to mute. I know. But, yeah. I know. Believe me, I know. But... <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we got a, I got a Zoom show coming up this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, Philip Page, comedian from D.C. It's a Zoom show. It's this Saturday, 8 o'clock. Uh, reach out to me for the Zoom. It's free. Got a great lineup of comedians. And uh, it's this coming Saturday night, 8 o'clock. And uh, reach out to me for the Zoom link. And uh, I'm the host. Oh, I'm okay. the, actually hosting. I'll be the host with the least. Very and, cool. Did you put it together on? Uh, well, I got, I recruited some of the comedians to be on, and he got some of them to be on, so... <laughs> and where, where 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 do you find the link to that? Is that is that at on your Twitter or your Facebook? Because that's what well, I have. Oh well, yeah, I put the I put the poster. I put it on Facebook and Twitter a couple of times. I'll put it on again, and it has a Zoom link right at the bottom of the poster. Okay, it's a free show, so everybody tune in. It's free, and uh, we got a great lineup of comedians, uh, including everybody's uncle, Uncle Tony from D.C. He's a funny dude. He's going to be on. And uh, got a good, oh, uh, Celeste Jennings from New York. She's a very funny lady. She's going to be on. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cool. cool. Philip Page. Um, aside from Stan, is Stanhope the biggest uh, active open for? Or Oh, have, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I also uh, opened for Reverend Bob Levy, who you might know or have heard yeah. of. Yeah. I opened for him a couple of times, too. But Stanhope, he was like, Phew. I mean, uh, hey, when he was in Harrisburg, Excuse me, when he was in Harrisburg, 
people came down from Syracuse because the Syracuse show had been sold out. So they came down to Harrisburg to see him. People came there from Long Island. People were there from South Jersey. People were there from Western PA. I mean, wow, that guy. Well, I went to see him in April, and I traveled three hours in each direction, uh, you know, there and back three hours each way to go see him. So, yeah, I know. He he, he does. He's a fallen like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah, I you know I I think he's probably uh, one of one of the greatest of all time. I after my last last the last time I saw him, I said uh, I thought he was he was the goat, the greatest of all time because wow. his, his most recent ninety minutes, I was in pain. I was in physical wow. pain. You know, leaving the show, my face hurt, my stomach hurt from laughing too hard, <laughs> laughing for too consistently for too long. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, um. Now, in, in in reaching out to these people, uh, do you, like, uh, is, are you as tenacious as you were? Because I would think, being as tenacious as what you seem to have been to get the the Stanhope thing, you probably could get a lot more of these, you know, big openings for for, for you stars. I'm putting all my focus now on uh, banging on doors and making my own shows. That's right. where I'm putting my focus right now because it's really good because I have total control. They pay, uh, and it's good, and there's no bullshit. And that's where right now that's where it's at for me. But of course, if an opportunity comes along, I reach out to somebody, and they usually don't answer, but I reach out. And uh, so, but I'm always hustling, looking for opportunities, networking. And sometimes it's on a clear blue sky. Somebody reach out to me from the middle of nowhere and say, "Hey, you want to be on my show?" It happens once in a while. Like uh, a couple of years ago, some guy reached out to me from Medford, Oregon. Said, "Hey, you want to come headline a show in Medford, Oregon?" And uh, of course, I said, "Of course, you sure?" And uh, you know, covered my airline ticket. It's a long flight. I flew out there and uh, went down to Medford. O- Oregon's a really cool place, very cool place. And uh, but uh, the crowd, I, he knew who I was. That's why he wanted me. But the crowd. There and it was like they were there for Shakespeare. It was really fucked up. <laughs> I don't know about that. Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed like. It, it was really no, fucked up. Uh, it seems to me, and because uh, there, there's almost like a hip hop. You mentioned hip hop before. There's um, almost like a hip hop mentality, East Coast, West Coast now. Because yeah. I know the Northwest has a vibrant comedy scene. I don't think they were there for for, for Shakespeare, but they have a different mentality than the East Coast does by by far. I, know, but, uh, but, I, I saw sucked. something the other that day. Crowd sucked. Dana Carvey was making fun of uh, East Coast uh, comedians, Boston, New York, and the attitude that's different here. Um, it's, it's just an interesting dynamic how these things happen, West Coast, East Coast. And, but well, I, I doubt they were there for Shakespeare. <laughs> well, it seemed like it. And and I don't, I don't think, personally, I don't think that's based on East Coast, West Coast thing. I just think that was just a, a fucked up crowd. Yeah, it does happen. It happens. And it's a lot better when you get a great crowd, because then that's that's a real high. Right. And when but that's the nature of this business. That's the chance you take when you're going to a, to a yeah, show. You, you know, sometimes it's it's weird because sometimes you'll think you have a terrible crowd. The energy for the night 
just isn't there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the show, right. when you when you think they weren't enjoying it, you, that's when you get a, a lot of people come up and say how great it was, how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's that's always weird to me because you think you're bombing. Yeah. You feel like you're bombing. And then at the end of the night, you get all this great feedback. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so I, yeah. I'll tell you one thing I, I learned. Though, like Stanhope's crowd is my crowd because his crowd, they loved me that night. I bet. I they bet. They no, yeah. I, I don't. I don't doubt that for a second because uh, you know they have a different. What a different crowd here! I mean, his, his yeah. people. <laughs> but his um, my crowd, and we, a couple of people came up to me after the show that night and said, "I remember one guy said he said I always hate the opening act, but I sure liked you." And I said, "Wow, thank you so much. That's very cool." Yeah, get all yeah. these compliments. Yeah, it was good. Uh, um, are you a drinking man? Uh, well, you know, I saw. I stopped drinking during COVID. Now I use a funnel. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm just asking because some people, uh, it, it's different. People have different attitudes. But do you drink while you're while you're performing at all? Do you? No, it depends. Uh, if comedians get free booze, yeah, I drink. <laughs> okay. Um, get yeah, the. I drink. Do you, do you well, get high? Do you, any drugs at all? Even like marijuana, anything? No, nah, no, nah, but no, nah, but hey, if people want to go do, it, I don't care. Like I know others, and I couldn't care less what they really want to do. They do. No, um, I, you know what? I'm just curious because I, I, you know, to me, marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it, yeah. has always been a creative. Uh, substance to me it helps it helps me get into the creation the writing and all that kind of stuff yeah. that, um so when you write do you uh, uh, do you actually sit down and write jokes or do you just go as it hits you in life and you kind of try to remember it what what's sometimes your so, you know, sometimes i'll just you know it just comes to into my head i'll get out my phone and write it down so i don't forget and so but what i found that helps me as far as creativity and comedy, it's like lots of caffeine gets me rolling and writing new material. Lots of caffeine. I do that too. I may, yeah. I, I guess I, I'm stacking up because I'm doing caffeine and, and weed. Now, I got to ask you about this, the, the spelling of Viagra, because on Twitter, it's Viagra Tony, V-I-A-G-R-A Tony. On Facebook, right. it's Tony Viagra. Yeah, that's Facebook's fucked up bullshit that they had to throw an extra A in. They wouldn't permit Viagra. On, that's how fucked up Facebook is, yes. I, I thought that was the right spelling of it. No, I, it's not. It's, it's not. V-I-A-G-R-A. Ah, uh, so I need to correct that because I think I promote promote this off the Facebook spelling. But I was assuming yeah. that was the right one. It's not, and you can't it's ever not. correct that. No, nope, I tried to change it. it won't let me. That's so, not. so fuck them. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just want to look at those. I want to look at those those hot young babes on TikTok. Fuck everything else. Uh, and what's the TikTok? Is it to, uh, at Tony Viagra? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's on there. Check it out. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not. I'm not the maven on social media. Believe me, I, I need to do a lot of work. And you asked me what. One of the things do I want to do? Well, let's see. Uh, I want to do, uh, like a, a video, like a video book, a video book, a video of Tony Viagra, uh, like the story of Tony Viagra, and uh, that's an idea I had. It's been going nowhere lately. Um, I did a couple of videos other than. You know the TV commercial. I did 
I did two really good ones. I did one for Frank Purdue for Purdue Pharma that was really great. It was on YouTube. And some malicious prick went in and, and totally fucked up that video. I had to take it off YouTube. It was, what do you mean? The, they hacked the video and, and changed video around? Right? Yeah, yeah. They Just let me just take it that they totally fucked it up. I don't want to go into all the details, but it was very malicious. It was very rotten. So what I have to do that video again and get some of the people in Pakistan to produce it for me. I'll have Why to redo Pakistan? it again. Cause it, because cause they got cheap? people there that are cheap and they're great. They do great work and they're cheap and they, they're great to work with. That's why. And right. I think you can get Americans on Fiverr that are cheap. And, and well, Fiverr. Well, everybody I get on Fiverr is usually from Pakistan. It just happens. <laughs> to, I don't know why. But and then also I did one. I did a really good one. Uh, comedian Bob Hopeless uh, entertained the troops in Pyongyang. That was a good one too. And same clown. Are these references too dated for the modern crowd? So, I mean, I get Frank Perdue, I get Bob Hope, but the younger people even well, know who issue. they are. That's an issue. And, you know, but even if they don't know who they are, they should, the videos were still very funny. Okay? Yeah. And I have to redo both of them. I have to redo both of them because somebody, some malicious prick fucked them up. I had to take them off my YouTube channel and I have to redo them. But I have a, like, I have the Joe Biden press conference on there. I have a Dr. Fauci uh, interview on there. Uh, that I did and wrote. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, I have a lot of other stuff on here too. And uh, subscribe to my channel. There's a lot of videos like outside the channel, but I have to figure out how to move into the channel. Like the Stanhope podcast, that's on there on YouTube. Uh, the audio's on there. If you want to listen to that. And somebody that listens to all his podcasts, this is the old Stanhope podcast, told me, I'm the only one that ever heard it was on the ent entire podcast for an hour. He said, it's the first time they ever. Witness that. Somebody was a guest the whole hour. So, and we could have rambled another hour. We were really rambling. Because yeah, yeah. you, you, you listen to it, so you know. And, right. uh, but then uh, last August, Stan Hope had me on his, uh, a Zoom thing he did from the Funhouse before he went on his big tour. He invited a bunch of people. He invited me the last minute, and I was on, and we, he just fucked around a lot, you know. Yeah, no, I know what those Zoom things are, are like. It basically everybody, you know, raise your hand if you got a question and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you get a lot of um of, of new followers from from being from the appearance on Stanhope's podcast? That's a great question. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure because on Facebook, you know, people want to friend you on Facebook. That shit gets old. You know, I know. And I go, what, what's the I point? have so many friends on Facebook I never even talk to. I don't even really know them. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are they, you know? Right. And the thing, I, like on Facebook, like I'm uh, on some sites for for certain breeds of dogs because I love dogs. I love dogs very much. Me too. And I'm on, and uh, I had a couple rescues and they unfortunately they all passed away and ripped my heart out. But, anyways. Uh, like I'm on uh, some great sites on there for like uh, English setters, German shepherds, uh, and they're, uh, let's see, oh, Irish setters, and uh, some really great sites. And you see great, and so there's the good stuff on Facebook and, uh, that I enjoy. Oh, I'm on the stuff for the, I'm on the sites for the Three Stooges. You know, I love the Stooges. <laughs> I love the Stooges now for like 65 years. I love the Stooges. I will always love the Stooges. I mean, there's certain episodes. That I could watch a hundred more times, and I'll laugh every time I watch them. Yeah, and I love 
Laurel and Hardy. I love them. Uh, so I'm on some good sites for them. Uh, and who else? Like the Marx Brothers. And, so there's a lot of good stuff on Facebook, too. And I stay away from the shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love I love uh, Marx Brothers. I grew up on the Marx Brothers. which was I love them. And I used to, when I was uh, a teenager, they were there was a resurgent interest in the Marx Brothers, and they were they were in theaters. They were yeah. in, back in theaters, and we that was our Thursday night cool thing to do was go to a local theater and watch uh, Night in Casablanca. Or, and yeah. they only made thirteen films, but we never got tired of watching them. Like you said, over and over, you can watch it as many times as you want and laugh every time it comes. And remember. Back. When Groucho's TV show, they brought it back in the seventies. You yeah. bet your life. Yeah, they yeah. brought it back, and it got it was on like, you know, Nick at Night, and it was on a lot of channels late at night. It was cool they brought that back. Uh, Groucho, when he was old, hosting that show, you yeah. know, say the magic word, you know, and the, the duck drops down. Yeah, the magic word, and you split the pepperoni between you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some I had a twenty-one-year-old uh, comedian on here, and he only knew me from Facebook, and he saw this face. And he thought I was uh, it was a guy wearing a Groucho mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like yeah. one of my face. What kind of medication was he on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a weed guy. He works in the dispensary. Uh, uh, now, you, me you, you mentioned uh, Biden and Viagra. Do you get very political in in your stage show at all? Do you talk? No, about I don't get political at all because you know politics is bullshit. It's all bullshit. And, well, uh, it was always good to make jokes about it, but it seems like now you're gonna you're gonna get in trouble if you do. But like back yeah. in the day, like, and I'm sure you know the '70s and '80s and all that kind of stuff. Uh, even the '60s, there there was a lot you could joke about anybody, even if you were yeah. a Richard Nixon fan, yeah. and I wasn't. But Neither people would I. laugh at jokes about Nixon all the time. Yeah. Now you Nixon, can't, yeah. Yeah. Nixon was like one walking joke. Nixon. <laughs> right. LBJ, yeah. too. There was a lot of humor around uh, LBJ. and. Oh, my and, God, yeah. Yeah. Let ma'am. Let ma'am. Well, American. Uh, but so, but it changed. At some point, people lost their humor about politics. And also, it's like you, they're going to get it's angry really, over it. It's really fucked up. Things right. are really fucked up. But no, I don't get into political humor uh, other than you know, I did run for president in 2020. I did. I, I did. Run I did in 2016. Tony, I got 2020. And I'm running again in 24, so there'll be new bumper stickers, and hopefully there'll be more of a effort. Did you get a vote. Did you get a vote? <laughs> people told me that a couple of people told me they voted for me. Yeah, I voted for myself as a write-in in 2016. Yeah. I did run. Uh, yeah, but I'm running again in 24. That's definite. I'm running yeah. as the candidate for the, the Dada party. You know the Dada party. <laughs> oh, you know Dadaism. Dada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm running as the Dada candidate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. What, yeah. <laughs> now, that uh, I don't even want to ask you about the platform because then we're getting into politics because I just asked you about that. You well, I mean, yeah. Platform. Um, <laughs> I have a platform and it's made from balsa wood, so it's not very strong, but I have a platform. I have a platform. Uh, uh, the platform is we're going to make Mars the 51st state. Uh, we're going to outlaw gravity. We're going to uh, 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 make women under the age of 40 go, uh, walk around topless. Uh, uh, 
I'll tell you what, uh, that one, you, you lost me on the gravity thing because I, I have too many people who would not vote for you on, on that issue. But the uh, w- young women walking around topless, I, I would support that. I, I would support that in a heartbeat. Do you have a, uh, a running mate? Well, last time my running mate was uh, the comedy cowboy Rusty Floorboard was my running mate. And he, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking maybe I could be your VP uh, on your ticket, but uh, no, you might, might, might have a I'm, and I'm, I'm hoping that um, it's great. Thank you for having me on here this morning. It's great to be on here. And I'm hoping that, that this might lead to some gigs. <laughs> folks, it might. Folks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have people who promote you. And again, this is why I was bringing up the governor stuff in Long Island. I'm going to be, uh, I've never produced a comedy show in my life. Yeah. But I'm going to be producing some in the near future. And so if there's opportunities, I mean, the the, the thing I'm having the, the biggest uh, difficulty with now, because you mentioned going to Oregon, a lot of the comedians I would want to put on shows here have to travel a, a big uh, distance right. to get here. And right. so I'm always thinking about how do I budget this? What do, right. what do I, you know... And, and nobody ever wants to really talk turkey in business. Like, oh, like, I know. how much? How much do I need to pay you to get here? What? What? Are, how? Well, I'll be glad know? to tell you that off the show. I'll be glad to tell I, you. I, you know, to I know. You, uh, you yeah. seem like you seem like a pretty straight shooter with that. But I'm just talking in general terms. Yeah. Well, talking to comedians, trying to put these shows together. It's a frustration about trying to. Well, let's talk turkey, man. I'm ready to start putting together sure. shows. You know. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I also have a master's in business. Besides, like, both. I got a master and a law degree. Now, uh, you, I asked you earlier about you know talk, the language in, in law. I, before you came on this morning, I was just making an observation that of all the comedians I've talked to, I've had talked to over a dozen. Yeah, I think, uh, criminal uh, people with criminal convictions, people who went away to prison who became yeah. stand-up comedy, yeah. uh, stand-up comedians, and probably about a half dozen lawyers who become. Really? End up comedian. Yeah. I don't know too. I know too. Oh no, I've had several. And yeah, okay. Uh, but so w- with that um, tough transition, I mean, did you just walk? Were you still practicing law while doing comedy? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but you know, now I'm working someplace else. It's much better than where I was working. I mean, it's much. But now I'm free to do all the stand-up I want to do. You still and, working? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I mean, I, unless you count this as work, which a lot of people don't. But uh, you call me a youngster. I, I mean, uh, to me, uh, like, why do you want to keep working? I guess money. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, you know, I have enough money to last me the rest of my life. So why keep something. working? Why not just go full time into comedy and, and get yeah. out on? The, well, just, that's um, that's where I'm at that fork in the road right now. And I, that's where I need to go. I want to go full-time comedy. And uh, I got some ideas. Uh, I got some thoughts, ideas, some strategies I want to pursue. And, yeah, I mean, comedy's where it's at. I mean, I work at that legal bullshit long enough, and it is bullshit, too. But, you know, I got, you know, I got, you know, during COVID, I got really bored. And, uh, you know, I'm divorced. You know, I live alone. My dog died. And, uh the dating scene, you know, dating scene. Oh man, you know, I, I tried plenty of fish. It's plenty of dead fish. That's what my date smelled. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I tried. I, I wasn't a fan, a fan of dating my whole life. Even when I was a young single man, I never, I never got the whole dating thing. I mean, everybody, everybody likes to get laid and all that, but oh the, yeah, the shit you got to do to to get there. Yeah, uh, all the hoops you have to jump through. I know <laughs> hoops you have to exactly. What a pain in the ass. Who needs that? It is. Uh, I know. I know. And, you know. I tried phone sex. And I tried. It didn't go well. My cock got stuck in a phone. <laughs> Well, that that would be. Does that joke work today? Because oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, the phone isn't what we talked about. I mean, what what we, we think of as a phone. I mean, phone was a a actual device. I know, but it still works. It, in fact, it's, it kills. <laughs> they just it love hearing you say cock. <laughs> yeah, like cock got stuck in a phone. You know, like, hey, well, they got got stuck in a cell phone. That's really fucked up. You know, <laughs> there's only a little slot at the bottom too. So. I mean, yeah, I mean micro yeah. micro penis. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they got needle dick. I yeah. Know. So, yeah. um, well, I do appreciate you being by here. It's about time to say goodbye to governors, uh, comedy clubs for this morning. And I want to, I want to thank you for being on here. Listen, uh, anything you have to promote, including your Zoom show, which might even conflict with our charity show that we're doing Saturday. We're supposed to end at eight p.m., but I even so, I will send traffic over to you to, ca- to please catch. Please do. It's free. Check it out. If you come in like 15 minutes late, that's cool. Yeah. So just yeah. come over. It's free. And uh, and anybody out there looking for a comedian for your veterans club or your club or whatever, I'm your man. Yeah. I'm Tony Vagger, the Gangster Comedy. You can reach out to me. Reach out to me on Facebook Messenger or uh, you can Tony Vagger Comedy at gmail.com. Uh, just drive to where Harrisburg. Are you in Harrisburg? Is that where you are? You're Harrisburg. Yeah. yeah. Just you're drive Harrisburg out there and look, look, look for signs that say Tony Viagra. This yeah. way. Harrisburg's a shithole fucking dump, <laughs> but uh, I live near there. Yeah. Yeah. I live near yeah. a uh, a power plant too. A a uh, closed down power plant. Which <laughs> so, one? Shoreham. Yeah. Shoreham. Yes. I. Yeah. It's my backyard. I'm, I'm right. Oh, okay. You're a Long Island kid. Okay. Yeah. I'm in Shoreham, and it okay. literally is in my backyard. Uh, are there any good? What's the best bagel shop on Long Island? Uh, not up here. Not on the North Shore. There's no. I mean, you gotta go down to Lindenhurst, uh, the Daily Bagel or Stuff a Bagel stuff like. Is that, that on the island? Yes. Okay. South, the South Shore is where you find all the good food. The Daily up here bagel. on the North Shore, you might as well be in California. Okay, it's called Daily Bagel. Yeah, Daily Bagel or Stuff a Bagel, two two places down on the South Shore. Yeah, what's a great place? I found a good one uh, on Thirty Fifth Street, Manhattan. Liberty Bagels. Liberty Bagels. Great Bagels. Great Bagels. Liberty Bagels, 35th Street, man. Those are great bagels. You know, I was talking, I had a guy on my show last night on the nighttime show. Uh, he's in California, but he's originally from, a New Yorker from Queens. And we were talking bagels and uh, and pizza. And like, because he's out in California, like, that's my biggest frustration with California. Where do you go for good food? He said, well, there's a place called Uncle Paulie's that just grew, uh, opened up in uh, Studio City. They have real, real bagels. The guy imports uh ingredients from the east coast and makes a he's, a, he's an east coast guy yeah um, maybe, maybe it's uh that's something for, of comfort for people in california but that's always been my biggest frustration with california is you can't get good food out there well i know uh i'm hoping to go to vegas actually do stand up in a couple of months and uh, there's great places to eat in the casinos in vegas there's great 
restaurants and the casinos out there. Great restaurants, great food in Vegas. Yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, just thinking about it, you you should be in the movie, Tony. Your character is is just uh, we got we got to get because uh, my uh, the guy I had on last night is an independent filmmaker. He's done forty feature films, and I was talking about getting me in a film because I really yeah. want to be in a film. We got to get okay. you. We got to get Please you in do. one of his films. Please go. <laughs> Please, I I've been told that before. Oh, somebody give me give me a break, and I'll I'll be glad to do a movie. Well, I I know about you now, and uh, I will I will definitely keep you in mind and and uh, and help push you any way I can. And, and thank you and support you. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. you being here this morning, and being a good sport about getting up early and coming on the program. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No. Uh, great to be here. Uh, hope you have me back on someday. And well, uh, definitely will do, my friend. I, thank I appreciate you so much. It. Thank, thank, have and a great day. Peace. Bye for now. Tony Viagra, folks. Uh, I'm going to spell it right. I, you know, I, I in the promo, I got to fix that because I took it off the Facebook, uh, and I was assuming that that's actually how you spell it, uh, Viagra, like the drug. But I guess I was wrong about that. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll fix that. Great, great guy. Great, uh, good sport. Love his character. <laughs> I think it's, uh, just the character alone makes me uh, chuckle, and I do think. There's a space for for him in independent films and stuff like that, and uh, and good to to uh, see him and get to know him a little bit. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that. Again today, well tonight, Bo Roberts will be will be with me on the on the program tonight, um, and then uh, tomorrow, Uncle Walt will be back with me on this program. Uncle Walt, a uh, young comedian, is just kind of starting out. But since he was on the program the first time, he has become a lot more aggressive. He's ho- hosting his own shows now. Uh, so we'll get caught up with him. Again, I'll be working on the Potathon uh, the rest of the day, trying to show up Blue Sands. I could use all the help I can get if you are interested in being part of it in any way. I really could use some help with that. Uh, and I would appreciate anybody. Uh, reaching out to me directly uh, to see if we can do that. So that's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed Tony Viagra. I did. I got a, I got a kick out of it. I'm interested uh, in the origin story <laughs> he was talking about, this book that he's talking about, and there's a whole story behind it, the, the, the story of Tony Viagra, the origin story, if you will. Anyway, uh, Tony Viagra on Twitter. Follow him, Viagra Tony, at Viagra Tony on uh on Twitter, Facebook.com, Tony.Viagara, uh, unfortunately, and it can't be changed. Both links are in the description. Make it easy for you. I'll get the links to his TikTok and YouTube and include them as well and share them with you. Uh, so that's the show for today. Thanks for coming. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.